Welcome to the Main Street Telegraph. Today is June 19th, 1955, and I'm your host, B. This week in Disney news, well, we have to talk about the opening of Disneyland in Anaheim, California, teased for months on the ABC television show of the same name. Finally, we get to see the finished lands we've been seeing them build over the past months. Tomorrowland, Fantasyland, Frontierland, Adventureland, and also Main Street USA. Here are some highlights of what we were told to expect. On Main Street USA, an American town frozen at the turn of the century. You first see the Santa Fe and Disneyland passenger train that travels around the perimeter of the park. The steam-powered locomotive, E.P. Ripley, can carry 300 persons at once on its six passenger cars. As you walk down Main Street USA, you can see other ways to get around. The fire department's horse-drawn hose and chemical wagon will be ready to take passengers, as well as the Disneyland Street Railway System, with four horse-drawn cars, as well as four horse-drawn station wagons. Other attractions include the Penny Arcade and the Main Street Cinema, playing silent movies for your enjoyment with piano accompaniment. There will also be places for shopping and other business. Bank of America, a financier of the park, will have a location there to serve all your needs. Visit the Maxwell House Coffee Shop for a cup of joe, or the Plaza Pavilion Restaurant for a more complete dining experience. Tomorrowland provides thrilling experiences. Drive a car at Autopia, ride a speedboat in Tomorrowland Lake, board the Luna and Diana for a one-of-a-kind experience on the TWA rocket ride to the moon, and see what the Earth looks like from 500 miles above on Space Station X-1. Lastly, you can experience scenes from the recent film 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea at the exhibit of the same name. Step under Sleeping Beauty's castle into Fantasyland, which opens up to King Arthur's carousel, featuring 72 beautiful horses to ride. This land is filled with rides to delight you. At the Peter Pan ride, prepare to fly over London in a pirate galleon to the wondrous Neverland. Experience the adventure of Snow White, Disney's first full-length animated motion picture as well as Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Dumble will also be there to fly you through the air, the Mad Tea Party to spin you with the Mad Hatter and the March Hare, while the canal boats of the world will take you on an unforgettable voyage. Walk over to Frontierland and you'll see the 300-passenger stern whaler, the Mark Twain, cruising the rivers of America. Or hop aboard the Concord coaches at Disneyland Stage Lines for a ride through the Painted Desert and the Old West. Or just take a ride around the land on Conestoga wagons, Yellowstone coaches, surreys, buggies, buckboards, or even a pack mule. And don't forget to stop by the Golden Horseshoe to watch the full floor show and try to finish the tallest glass of pop. Lastly, in Adventureland, you can take a boat ride and see the rivers of the world and the animals that inhabit them, such as crocodiles and hippos, as you wind through waterfalls and lush vegetation. Across the way, the tropical cantina can provide you with ice-cold drinks. All of this and more we were told could be found in the 60-acre park. In the weeks running up to the grand opening and press event, workers had been rushing to get the park into perfect condition for guests, from painters and gardeners to totem pole carvers. Hanging signs, wiring lights, and completing rides. 
Rehearsals took place to get ready for the very ambitious televised event, utilizing 29 cameras planned for opening day. The spectacle ran from 4.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. on July 17th on ABC TV, Pacific Standard Time. Stars that were scheduled to attend include Irene Dunn, Fess Parker, Buddy Ebsen, Danny Thomas, Art Linkletter, Bob Cummings, and even President Ronald Reagan. However, not everything went quite as smoothly as everyone had hoped. While the 70 million folks at home perhaps couldn't see all of the problems, there were many, including half the cameras they planned to use for the TV special being unoperational. Guests were also tripping over cables, and there were numerous mistakes with mics and cameras being on when they shouldn't be. Other issues for those on the ground include the 100-degree temperatures experienced at the park, which is in itself uncomfortable in a crowd, but because the pavement had been poured too recently and not allowed to set, ladies' high heels were sinking into the pavement. More issues played the opening related to the construction running behind the scheduled opening date, and due to a plumber's strike in the area, the plumbing to the drinking fountains was not able to be finished, and so they were not functional, forcing guests to purchase beverages in the heat. Speaking of crowds, while a smaller number of invitation-only guests, including press, were expected, different reports estimate that anywhere from 28,000 to 33,000 people attended, utilizing counterfeit tickets and even climbing the fences. Traffic was backed up for seven miles as people made their way. Many vendors and dining locations weren't able to handle the amount of people and ran out of food. What's more is that many attractions weren't actually open or were closed for part of the day. These rides included Rocket to the Moon, Dumbo, Peter Pan's Flight, and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, while a gas leak closed down most of the park for a good part of the afternoon. The Mark Twain Riverboat wasn't safe either, as over 500 people crammed into the 300-person capacity craft, causing it to take on water. It took workers almost half of an hour to get the craft back on the track it is attached to and back to the dock. But as everyone rushed to get off the vessel, the boat tipped, and guests had to wade through a couple of feet of water to disembark. But, despite all the trouble, the opening was full of fun and magic. The dedication, given by Walt Disney himself, was very moving, and followed by numerous parades and performances. Not to be discouraged by press reports, folks started lining up at 2 in the morning the next day, the 18th, the first day the park was open to the public. Time will tell if Walt Disney's dream will be a success, or a mere example of folly. The Main Street Telegraph will be here to keep an eye on all the happenings, including the $10 million Disneyland Hotel, set to open in November of this year. The hotel is slated to have 650 hotel rooms, suites, and guard apartments, complete with color television, as well as three swimming pools, tennis courts, a nine-hole golf course, four indoor-outdoor restaurants and cocktail lounges, and a complete shopping center. Parking will be made available for 700 automobiles. It seems Mr. Disney has considered everything. Until next week, folks, this has been B with the Main Street Telegraph.
Hi everyone! I hope you enjoyed this special edition of the Main Street Telegraph. I did my best to make this episode as accurate as possible, but also very quick. I'll be back next week to catch you up on current Disney news. Please send any questions, comments, or corrections to me, B, at MainStreetTelegraph at gmail.com. You can listen to and download the show at MainStreetTelegraph.com, but you can also listen on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. See you next week. <laughs>